Buenganissima, New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care, featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more, bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. everyone yes who's here your two favorite people john c morley serial entrepreneur and hurricane, hurricane age. age and together we make up the duo of double, double impact. impact welcome everyone as uh, i should say uh, to those of our hanukkah friends uh happy second day of hanukkah to you if you are celebrating uh hanukkah did light the menorah uh, always to be politically correct i went for the tree uh, a few weeks before, and then we did the menorah, and uh, they did something interesting this year. They did a dreidel drop. They took the dreidels, and usually the dreidels spin. Well, they took them up on a the fire engine on a big toll ladder, and they dropped 50, 60 of them. And whatever kids got a red, a gold, or a blue one, they could get a prize. The other ones didn't get anything. And then they had a truck serving free lot, latka, latka, and uh, hot chocolate. And uh, donuts. But you know I didn't have the donut. I had one lakla. And uh, the hot chocolate, whenever I have Jewish hot chocolate, I mean, I'm not discriminating, but it's very rich. It's different than Swiss Miss. I mean, I don't know what they do. I know it's kosher, but I just think somebody has their hand in something too long. Like, it's just too strong. Well, again, I mean, they have strict rules in the dairy stuff, so I'm, I don't know if that, that has to do with it or not. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just different. <laughs> it's different well, and it's not something I want to eat every day. Well, well and the, and the yeah. rabbi said something very interesting. He says, you know, we had our, our, uh, the miracle, which is why Hanukkah, for those of you who don't know, uh, I, I'm Roman Catholic, but obviously I, I learned with my friends. There were eight day, eight days of Hanukkah. So they celebrated the fact that the oil burned for eight days. But here's the thing it was going to burn for one day already. So really, it only burned for seven days. So why the heck do we celebrate eight days of Hanukkah when there really was only a miracle for seven? Do you know the answer to that? Got me. Well, because it was the first day that you decided to get off your laurels and get off your couch and do something to actually create that miracle, which extended to give us eight days so if you would have never participated in the first day we couldn't have celebrated the other seven therefore we call the first day a miracle too so it's eight days of hanukkah well that's pretty powerful stuff and 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 actually if you think about it uh that's the story of a lot of our lives right i mean if if we don't take that first day first step first action 
um, you know, nothing happens, right? <laughs> you got to have that first it, day of work. It, exactly. So I thought that was very interesting. And, um, you know, how they did this and the ceremony it went from like an hour. And like I said, you know, all the stuff was free. And they had a truck this year. Instead of having like indoors, they had a truck so everybody could freeze. And they had five more Hanukkah menorah lightings that night. So this rabbi travels to five more towns. I said, oh, my gosh. Like, don't they have their own people in their own town? He's so on fire that he just travels and does them all because nobody else does anything like this. He brought his own, like, band, kind of, their own music, their own stand that has LED lights on. I mean, it was like a whole thing. Well, I mean, it is it is special holiday. I mean, it is the holidays, right? Today is a holidays, you know, show. And, uh, you know, happy Hanukkah. And this everybody. year it falls yep. around our Christmas holidays, which is interesting. Next year, I understand it's going to be a lot. It's going to be, I think it's going to be later next year. So it's just interesting how how it falls. So, uh, again, a happy second day of Hanukkah. All the best to uh, our Jewish brethren, um, you know, for yesterday, today, and the rest of the eight days and beyond and in 2023, and of course, their Jewish New Year, whenever that comes. Well, New Year is coming indeed. And before that, we have, you know, again, the Christmas and uh, we have the Kwanzaas. We have the Three Kings coming up. I mean, it is just a joyful holiday season. You know, but upon something us next interesting weeks. I learned, but the church doesn't say this. Christmas was not in December. It's supposed to be in January, right? Six or seventh, I think. It actually was in the spring. But for marketing reasons, they've changed it to. And the other thing too is that they had the miraculous uh, conception for the baby, and the child's born like that, like within a week or two. Normally, it's quite a few months, six to eight months. So, if that really happened around Christmas time, okay, the birth. So we're we're basically December, January, February, March, April, May, June is when the baby is born. All the assembly happened, but the birth didn't really happen until June. But through the years and through marketing and media, December 25th became a very good time for Christmas. Well, but, but you know, it, that's that's the, the regular Christmas because there's the Orthodox Church Christmas, which is what I was referring to in January 1st week. So, again, either way. That, that's different. I'm talking about the, the if there was a Christmas that was based on the typical normal of someone having a baby, it would be six to eight months. It wouldn't be two weeks. I would be nine months or, you know, yeah, nine that's, months. so yeah. that's what I'm saying. This, the, 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 the miraculous um, inception happened and the baby's born in just a couple of weeks. That's what I'm saying. Well, again, I mean, you're talking about the power of marketing and, 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 yep. and, and just changing things. But I mean, we know that for, for a lot of things, I mean, a lot of holidays right now are somehow uh, driven by economics and and uh, they, they create really a good economy. Right. So I, mean, I don't care what holiday you have. I mean, it just uh, it creates a good vibe and a lot of movement and in terms of goods and products and services. And uh, it's also, you know, an opportunity for people to get together and uh, exchange gifts and things. So. So I think I think it has its merits, but again, I'm, from the religious aspect, I, I I can tell you very little about it. I you know again, I'm I'm just learning all of it at the same time. So, uh, but yeah, man, it is. Uh, but I do love the the season. I tell you that much. <laughs> I love the season too. It's great. I, I like to, I used to like to go to these uh, Christmas ice cavern or holiday ice caverns, but the places I had here they closed. They used to have them for years, and you'd go in. They were free for years, and then they changed it. You had to pay five three dollars, then five dollars. 
And then just before COVID, they decided to close up. It was like a little um, place outside of the um, holiday store. And they were not run by the holiday store. And then the holiday store closed. Hmm. It was like an outdoor patio store. But at Christmas time, they become the holiday store. After the holidays, they become a patio store. You know, like um, what's that other big store that does that? Uh, ski board. Okay. In the summer, they're not selling skis. They're focused on patio equipment, right? Well, I mean, they're seasonal, but, so they, they adjust. Yes, yes, but then they just flip, and then suddenly now we're on skis. They just changed their whole thing around so that, you know, when it's uh, September and they're already changing, or August, they're already changing to put their skis in and get people to buy skis. Well, it is It is. Getting, it is getting snowy out there. <laughs> I mean, if you know, the, the Midwest is getting... feel yeah. a lot like... like, like Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> every right. step I take, you know, speak- I freeze my fingertips to my nose, my so- leg bone to my heels, <laughs> but I keep jumping around and singing about what to make. I, I didn't expect that, but hey, that's a quite a performance. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, I can't sing for nothing, man. I, I, I can't give up my day job. That's for sure. <laughs> But you know, you know. By the way, speaking of holidays, right? Uh, do you know Is what, that what the, they are? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I lost that check. Right? <laughs> Listen, the the um, it is it is a, an interesting thing that I was reading. That what is the the most favorite movie of the holiday of the Christmas holiday season? I'm gonna say Home Alone. I, what I read was unique. Was actually Die Hard. <laughs> You're kidding me. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was interesting. Like how Die Hard, you know. Well, I mean, if you think about it, both Die Hards, you know, kind of like you know, uh, were Christmassy. So, uh, well, the original ones, uh, at least, you know, the the Nagatami Tower and uh, and the Dallas Airport. So they both uh, were in the Christmas uh, holiday spirit. So. Maybe that's what it was, but uh, apparently that's the one that's most watched in the season. I have no idea. I mean, Home Alone. I've I've seen that movie like ten thousand times. I don't. I I can't even count anymore. That's yeah, one. Many you times. got two. You got three. They got a four yet, or we just up to three. I forget how far they go now. But you know, I think they made another. You know, come back with with a different cast or something later on. I don't know. There is there is something. If not, I'm not mistaken. There's not even like a series or something like that. When um, I go down uh, to visit my folks, which you know I go down quite a bit. Um, that's the only time I really watch TV, and I am a sucker. I love the Hallmark Channel, especially in the holiday time. But at home, I don't watch it. Down there, it's like my life is different. It's like you disconnect. Remember I told you about you know disconnecting from technology for the holidays? Yeah. And you know I, I still use my laptop. I still do my streams, you think. But I'm not married to it 24-7. I do what I need to do, and I get off it. But the TV, I just kind of can watch in the family room, and I'll be watching – and it's either the same story. And it's like, it's just nice to watch these stories. And sometimes there's new ones. I have a neighbor that watches Christmas stories all year long. Well, listen, I mean, they're, they're not. Nice if you stories. ask him something like, did you see what happened at Brendan and Laura? Oh, yeah, that was um, on um, Christmas Carol, or that was on the Hallmark Channel. Let me give you the name of that movie. I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> I said, it just came out last week. Yeah, I already saw it. Movie buff, hey. <laughs> well, not a movie buff. He's he's a Hallmark buff. Oh, specifically. Well, listen. Yeah, specifically. Teach his own, right? <laughs> so uh, let's talk about some interesting things. So you know, we have December. We've had a, a lot of interesting days. The days in December, to be honest with you, they haven't been they haven't been phenomenal. Uh, 
you know, they had some things like, you know, you had a bartender day. Uh, there's a lot more coming in January. Uh, there was a pastry day. There was a human rights day. Uh, the other day was <clears throat> oatmeal muffin day. Uh, obviously, a Hanukkah begins day. Um, so a, a lot of different things, you know. Well, listen, I mean, uh, I love every track every day and, and there's a whole day every day. So uh, or sometimes even more than one a day. Uh, it's pretty exactly. And of course, you know, you got Christmas Eve, which is New Year, which is a, a eggnog day. You got Candy Cane Day, by the way, which is the day after Christmas. The 27th for something I don't like. Fruitcake Day. I never got into fruitcakes. I don't know. Oh, actually, uh, I love that. The 28th is card playing day. It's also the day to be holy and be innocent. It's also a day to lock yourself in a room and watch short films. 29th is TikTok day, but not TikTok that you think about from the communists. It's TikTok as in the clock, TikTok. Uh, 30th <laughs> is bicarbonate soda day, and it's the day not to interrupt me because I don't want to be interrupted. On the 31st, make up your mind day, and it's also New Year's Eve day. Damn. That's but pretty busy. Uh, so, well, you guys know I produce other content. Uh, that's no secret. But anyway, uh, what I want to share with you is that I had an idea to do something crazy. We were doing our filming last week. And um, we got the idea from one of the experiments to take soap and put it in the microwave. We show how soap expands the molecules. So we decided after having our pizza that I was going to grab some soap, be comical, get them to shoot me like I do a TikTok reel. So microwaves are not self-cleaning, right? Bull. I'll show you a self-cleaning microwave. I open the door, take the bowl, stick the soap in. I'll show you how much this is a self-cleaning microwave. They don't know what they're talking about when they say it's not self-cleaning. They just want you to pay more money. I hit it for two minutes. And I just rest. And you can see, wow, look at that soap. Just go ahead. And it got so high. We were doing it so much that we literally caused our microwave to shut down. Because we did it like six times in a row. If it overheats, well, the microwave goes off on a thermistor. And uh, it was interesting. And then we decided, well, let's put popcorn in there. Will it pop or will it not? What do you think? It would. It didn't. Do you know why? Nope. Thought about this. The soap is insulating the popcorn. Therefore, it's not popping. Oh, so you put the popcorn while the, the soap was there. I put the soap. I put the popcorn in the soap and then put the soap back into the thing. Like it was already popped. Put it in and put the popcorn back into the microwave. Oh, all right, all right. I thought you said like after you did the soap and you took no, it No, no, no. I, I put the, the, the soap. We put the kernels into the popcorn. Into, into the into the little uh, um, thing, and when you touched it, it wasn't like soap. It was like dry right away. So it came up really high, and then it just kind of collapsed like within seconds. So we did that, which was um, kind of cool. And people said to me, "You know, John, you should blow up things every week." I said, <laughs> "That's not a good advice, man." <laughs> you should blow up different kinds of soap. Uh huh. And I got to thinking about it. I said, maybe. So that video did not get millions of views yet. Unfortunately, it didn't go viral yet. We're still waiting. Uh, it did get currently on TikTok. If I look, that video got, how many did it get? 
on TikTok, that video got uh, it got it got quite a few views. I'm going to tell you, it actually got 475 views and 110 likes. Not as many as oh. I would have liked, but that all happened in a few hours. Then it kind of died. Well, sometimes they re-pick up again, and then they go crazy. It depends on who picks them up and shares, and once it starts sharing again, that's that's when it does its own thing. So TikTok is weird. It's very weird. And what I did, we decided to get really funny. We took our masks from Halloween, and we put the masks on. Turned the switch on. It had all kinds of lights blinking. <laughs> you were bored. I had my bored. mad scientist coat on, and people thought we were nuts. I know. <laughs> but, you know, you got to be nuts to gain attention. You know, that is a fact these days, unfortunately, and um, it works. You I'm know, not telling you to set something on fire, but I'm telling you, you need to think, well, I like to just screw the boxes. I like to just crush the boxes, light the box on fire, throw the boxes out, and just think totally without any boxes. Well, John, There's no boxes. Um, John, remember Jackass the movie and Jackass yes. have? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you know? they, they went through a lot of hell. They went through a lot of pain. That's not the way you want to make the top you know, going downstairs and pretending to have fun, making a lot of money and injuring yourself more than probably what the show cost. Well, again, I mean, I, I didn't say I agree with the concept, but but it did work. <laughs> it did give them it attention. Did work, but they don't do as much of it anymore. No, I think there's some lawsuit going on right now with. Uh, uh, yeah, I think there's something going on there. Uh, but 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 really but but the concept to your point like where the crazier it is the more you know hits you get it's it's just amazing people love that stuff uh it's gotta so be something something grand so if you take something and you make it huge that entices people you know what i'm saying like the scale thing i did if i did that on a huge scale like at a football field that probably would gain a lot of attention. Well, yeah, I mean, with the proper marketing, and I guess you get enough excitement about it, and people come in, oh, my God, well, let's watch this. I mean, people will do. I mean, we have those. So uh, now they want me to put color in my soap and do things <laughs> like uh, L'Oreal soap and, and uh, Dove soap and all kinds of soap and tag. We tagged all the soap companies. Oh, interesting. Well, that's good. Uh, do they get a reaction? Did you get any reaction? For I don't that? know. They, they, they're asleep. I think they might. Maybe they're they were getting ready for Hanukkah. I don't know. They didn't respond to <laughs> well, it. Normally, normally they do they do react to stuff or share within their their own. They might have. I mean, it just it didn't go as high as I want. But you know, the thing I also noticed about TikTok is that you go up, you go down. The people on TikTok are not loyal. So I could be at fifty some things, and the next day I could be at 51, 50 mm -hmm. or forty nine, because the people just and I think they have short attention spans. Well, you know, that's that's one thing that I never understood. Follow and follow, follow and follow. I mean, you follow, you subscribe, you just wait for the content. I mean, it's well, like there's having... a reason people do that, though. And see, I don't play this game. It's called the follow unfollow game. So I'm going to go follow 10 people that are very high with lots of followers. Just follow mm -hmm. them. And then I wait a minute. Then I do it again. Do it again. And you'll get all this burst of followers. You know what's going to happen? They're going to drop off in a day or two. Why? Because they're we're not convinced, or they don't like your content, or what's the case? 
they only followed you because you were following somebody they followed and they liked their content. So they thought it was good. They followed, and a lot of them do it because they believe that they're going to get followers. But then when they see what happened, they just unfollow and it's just a mess. Well, again, to be honest with you, I mean, people have the time to do that and go and look at the follows and then follow. That's amazing. I don't have time um, to follow and unfollow. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, you know, I see somebody I like, I just follow them. I don't go back and, and follow. I mean, that's just, not me but same thing with subscribers right it's just again it's just a whole new world i mean how people are uh behaving in terms of uh you know i guess these these social media platforms it's just different i had a lady she responded back to my post on tiktok and she said to me she says can you make the music any louder I responded back to her absolutely how much louder would you like us to make it <laughs> she didn't respond. that is funny <laughs> I guess you didn't get it, right? <laughs> or you just wanted to make a point. <laughs> Who knows, right? That is funny. Like how? how well, that's a that's a good. That's actually the best sarcastic <laughs> response you can give to sarcasm like that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta get the shot from the same, you know, uh, water. That's it. I mean, you gotta give it back to them. That's it. Same medicine, baby. <laughs> so you know. Getting viral on any social media, it's not an overnight process. It is a daily diet. Yep. Well, it is recommended and, to do like three three TikToks a day or something. Uh, and, well, we know, do it's... one. We don't do three. We do lots of other posts, but we don't do three TikToks a day. But we're working on something in January to bring some more interns on that are just going to be my TikTok gurus. Sweet. All they're going to do is make sure my TikTok content gets out there in addition to my other content. So, but it's 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 a little challenging. So well, yeah, I think yeah. with the holidays going on. Oh, I did something else. Um, I'll show you a picture here. I didn't make it yet, but I'm actually going to do that tonight if I have time. I wanted the other day was National. Uh, what was it? Last week was National. Oh, what day was it? It was National Ginger. Bread House Day. That was actually last Monday. Sweet. So I wanted to go get a gingerbread house that I could build, not one that was already pre-made. Mm. So I went to the store and um, was looking for him. Couldn't find any. The only thing I found was a Spanish house. Mm. Nice. That's all I could find. So I have all the different pieces here in my, to show you. I did not get a chance to make it, but I planned on making this very, very soon. I just drop. They give you the little things for the, the bulbs, which are candy. They give you some <laughs> other pebbles. They give you the things here. Then they give you the, the quick uh, icing. I don't know if I put this on my house. I don't think the house would, would stay together, but they claim it'll hold the house, guaranteed. Um so gonna try it to is do ginger. that tonight. And I don't know if you guys saw, because we were off last week. Anybody know what happened with the RTX 4090? Imagine spending $1,500 or more on a video card. Okay? And suddenly, it smokes. And the connectors melt. Or it catches on fire. Now, my question to you is, what's the first thing that's going to go through your head when you hear or see that? 
I don't know. Risky, waste of money. I'm not sure. This is the top video card, like the top. So um, I did some research. And I said, I want to try to create the same dilemma that happened to um, these people. They had lots of people doing these uh, tests. So I bought a video card, plugged it in, tried to do all the things they did. They said that if you took the connector and you and you bent it too much to one side, it would melt. They also said if you didn't plug it in all the way, it would melt. They also said that the cables, there were cables for the power, and there were sensor cables. Well, sensor cables had 150-volt rating. The power cables had a 300 uh waiting um pretty interesting right so the question is what actually happened what happened is this everyone said something happened but it really didn't happen you see what i alluded this to because i couldn't get it to fail granted if you push it back and forth something's going to happen right and if the cable's not connected, so the reason that it was was smoking is because when the sensor wires were plugged in, it wasn't bright enough to figure out that it really didn't have that extra bit that could handle the extra power over 500. So it still sent the juice. But why did I have the problem? So I alluded this to not user error. I alluded to poor Q&A or bad quality manufacturing. Interesting. What do you think about that? I would agree. I mean, <laughs> you know, stuff is not supposed to take on, you know, if I had to turn to fire here and then blow up and just so melt down. All these companies kept saying, oh, we have the answer. We have the answer. We have the answer. But there were only about 20 or 30 cases, but yet there's a class action lawsuit. So that tells me that they were too in a rush to get the product to market, that they were all made different ways. The chip locations were even different on some of them. So they blame it on their manufacturing partners. Why the heck would you have manufacturing partners? Why wouldn't you make up the thing yourself? Good question, but maybe they don't have the capabilities. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't sell the card. Maybe you shouldn't be pushing it so much if you can't produce it. Yeah, but a lot of companies actually they you know they don't produce their own you know parts. They just purchase the parts. You know, we're, they, we're talking about the four ninety. We're talking about Nvidia. We're not talking about a five thousand dollar company. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean this this is a and then it charge of fifteen hundred dollars for a video card. And people are waiting months for it. And they get it. And suddenly, just smoked. So I wrote a whole article on that. About 800 to 1,200 words. You can check it out at BelieveMeAchieve.com. And you can read John's da national daily, uh, John's, uh, John's weekly articles. I wrote two articles every week. One on technology and one on marketing. But I think, you know, What's really important, and this is actually my master topic for the week, no pun intended, is something called open or something called closed. 
So the door is open. People can get in, right? Door is closed. They can't. Mm-hmm. There's also something called an open-ended question and a closed-ended question. Most people in life will ask closed-ended questions because they don't care about you or I. They care about them. They're selfish. It's about me, 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 me. And I care about you. I just want your money. So I may ask you a question in sales like, okay, so uh, how many of these do you want? Two. I don't want any. I don't want any. <laughs> or do you want to buy? No. Oh. They don't ask why you don't want to buy. They're like, okay, um, so uh, do you want to solve your problem? No. Oh, okay. You see, as soon as the answer is no, the qualification ends. Take insurance, for example. You do insurance. And you say to the person, you know, look, a uh, person's looking for insurance. And, Are you looking for insurance? Uh, yes. No. So, no, <laughs> but, that's the wrong, but that's the wrong question to ask. Um, so you ask, you, bring, you say no. So the, it ends. Um, Are you happy with your current insurance provider? They say, nope. yes, it ends. Okay. You ask them, um, do you feel you've gotten value out of your insurance? Yes, it ends. So once it ends, you're done. I mean, there's no, the conversation's over. But what if I ask something like, which insurance would you like to switch to to save money? Now, if they say none, you know, that's an interesting answer. And I'm curious why you'd say none when an intelligent gentleman like you, I know, always wants to get the best value for the dollar and wants to make sure him and his family are always well taken care of. Would you mind sharing with me why you say none? And they're going to, like, go through this spin. And they're going to do one of two things. So they're either going to walk the heck away, which they were never going to be yours anyway, so don't lose sleep over spilt milk. Or they're going to be like, well. I guess I really don't want to change. I hate change. And... All the insurance companies I have were terrible. And right now, at least the one I have is the lesser of the four evils. Oh. So you wouldn't be interested in saving more money. Why, why wouldn't you be interested in saving more money? Well, I would. It's just, be honest, John, I don't want to put the time and effort into this. I don't want to make this a full-time job. Oh, I see. You don't make it a full-time job. Well, I'm not asking you to make it a full-time job. I'm just want to understand what your pain is so i might be able to recommend some ways that you won't have that pain in your life and hmm let me ask you where is your pain i don't say do you have pain i assume you have the pain hh where's your pain Where's your pain? I mean, you're, you're here for a reason. You have some kind of pain, don't you? I do, but <laughs> I just, 
you just rather stay complacent and just stay the way you are because you like the status quo and you really don't like change. And even if it's going to be better for you and save you money, you just don't want to make the change. Exactly. Hmm. What if there was a way, I'm not saying there is, but what if there was a way that I could make it so you could just glide right into it and it would save you money and there'd be such a smooth transition that it would be so moronic to not do it. And I'm going to give you a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you're not happy with the insurance we're providing in 30 days, I'm going to refund that month policy right back to you. Because I know that no one's going to deliver health insurance the way I do. Now, I don't sell health insurance, but I'm just giving you how I did it as an open thing. Let's say you're buying a house. You're looking to buy a house? No. Oh. Um, are you looking to move? No. <laughs> oh. Do you have money for a house? No. Oh, well, okay. Take care. And it ends. So um, I know you're looking to buy a house. Well, I might be. Hmm. So where do you live right now? Oh, I live in this nice place in the woods. Oh, in the woods? The woods is a really nice place. So just tell me, um, what is it that's going through your mind that's making you think about possibly coming to New Jersey? Because, you know, the houses aren't cheap for New Jersey. What's making you want to make that step? And they don't have an answer. And so you ask them the question. So now they might come back and say to you, well, I want something different. Mm. Well, what is it now, Bob, that you really like about your house? Oh, I like that it's secluded. We have a nice white picket fence. We have four dogs. They can run all around the yard. And um, there is this really beautiful spiral driveway, and we can overlook this really tall lighthouse at the end of my property. Wow. Do you like lighthouses, Bob? Or, or I might say something like, I would say to you, like, I say, what interests you about lighthouses? So the minute I say to you, do you like something? If I ask HH, what time is this? Are you going to meet me there? What are you going to do? The minute I ask you for an answer, like, it's over. It's done. But if I say to you, so, interesting, what got you curious about lighthouses, Mike? I don't know. I think I just like the way they spin and they light up. Hmm. So the way they spin and light up. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And what is it about your new house that you want? Oh, I don't really want a new house. You said you wanted to come to New Jersey. I'm just thinking about it. So you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that you could find in a house in New Jersey, beside being the right pr price and being in a nice neighborhood, what's that one thing that you would want to have that would make you just know that house is right for you? Deep uh, thinking. I know you're not going to have it, but the one thing that would really tell me that this is the right house that I got to buy it 
I've always wanted a house with a three-car garage. Three-car garage. And I would like a big picture window in the kitchen so when I'm eating breakfast, I can look right over the lake. Gives you a call. Hey, Mike, listen, um, I I, uh, I know you're going to want to see this house I have. So I just want to know what time is going to work for you tomorrow or what day. So we schedule a time. Then we get into the fact of, okay, great. So I know you're interested in seeing the house. And I'm just curious, uh, have you been thinking about leaving where you are? I have a little bit. Scale of one to ten, about a four. Okay. So a little bit of interest, not a 10, but a four. At least, you know, you want to make the change if it's right, right? Comes over, show me the house. Mike, I got to show you this house. This house, when I saw it for the first time, and I heard from my friend who put it on the market, I just got the sense, Mike, that this house for you was one that I had to show you because I know it has your name on it. But don't take my word for it. Look what's at the end of the property. A beautiful handmade lighthouse to light up the harbor. That's still working from 1795. Look at the white picket fence. Doesn't that just make you feel so comfortable? I know your dogs would probably be barking up the day running through all this, right? Not only that, come inside. Oh, wow. Can you smell that? Wow. I can smell the, and there's really apple pie. I can smell the apple pie. Hey, why don't we have a slice and sit down? Look what's over there, Mike. A big picturesque window. And I know that when you look at that picture window, it puts a smile on your face, doesn't it? How are you feeling right now, Mike? Overwhelmed? Well, why don't we finish the pie? And why don't we go upstairs? And let's take a look at the master bedroom. And they got four bathrooms in this house. Wow. So I have to ask you, Mike. How do you feel about this house? Um, I got to have it. Sweet. I thought you might be interested in it. So um, I'm sure you're going to want to make an offer. What number should we start at? Because I know there's other people that are going to see this house and it's first come, first serve. Well, what's the lowest thing we can go? Well, I wouldn't go too low because I know there's other people that are going to probably get it if we go too low. And we don't want to insult the buyer because if we insult the buyer, they may not ever want to sell to us. That's a good point. Thank you for telling me. That's a very good point. Hmm. You think we could get it? I think if we put the right offer together, I think you could be having apple pie in this house this Thanksgiving, which is only a few weeks away. What kind of ice cream do you like on your apple pie? Vanilla? <laughs> chocolate? So now here's what I do to really clench it. So now you come in. Everything's all done. I come back. It's Thanksgiving time. You have your apple pie. Mike, I know how much you like the apple pie. And I know how much you like pecan ice cream. 
So I brought you a whole two quarts of fresh-made pecan ice cream from the local creamery. Wow, John, I am just so grateful for this. It's my pleasure. I, I want to help you. What can I do for you? really can't do anything for me, but you know, there's one thing you might be able to help me out with, if you don't mind. Sure, sure, say, say. The next time, if you happen to know anybody that's looking to buy or sell a home, you tell about me, and maybe you tell them that I, that I, that you had a nice, that I introduced you to a nice piece of pumpkin pie or apple pie. Absolutely, I, I got lots of friends that are looking to move to New Jersey. Great, why don't we sit down and have a piece of pie together? You see, when you do things like this, this is what typical salespeople don't do. They don't live the moment. They don't get engaged. Why? Because they're too freaking busy. John, <laughs> I have to say, I mean, I, I've, I've sold a real estate. I've taught real estate. And uh, you, you've done a, a perfect depiction of exactly what should I shouldn't go in a particular sales, you know, pitch, or at least, you know, a pitch period and using the open-ended closing, you know, uh, type of questioning tactic and surveying and getting a nice little feel for the people and get them engaged in the discussion. I think this particular thing, I, I even changed the logo to actually our sales word channel here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Of, I just saw that. Wow. I guess I must have hit a, I must have hit a chord with you, HH. <laughs> you, you, you just did. I mean, th I think this, this will fall in play with a lot of people out there because in, in sales, I think to your point, that is one of the biggest mistakes people make. They just, again, direct questions, yes or no answers, and then you don't get further and then you basically lose the discussion. Uh, and a lot of people have guards up by default. I think we're all set to default no, uh, you know, or just they, we don't want to. We set to the default no, and people feel, salespeople are taught, this is why I don't call myself a salesperson, I call myself a consultant, yep. besides being an engineer. I respect you. And I'm not here to sell you. I'm just here to hear about your problems and your challenges. And so I think the reason when people say no, they put a version of no, 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 no. And what do they teach in sales school? Well, you have to, you have to keep asking. That's not the right mentality. I know they teach that. And a lot of salespeople are like, oh, John, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. When you do that, you degrade yourself. And let other people know that you're low, lower below the low, below the belt. You are low because you're going to do whatever it takes to lie and connive someone. If you say no to someone, someone says to me, John, I'm not this right now. I said, you know, Mike, I appreciate you just taking the time and having a slice of pie with me. And you know what? I'll keep my eye out for other houses that might be of interest. Would, could that be okay with you? Yeah. And if I happen to notice one that I think I can show you, would it be okay if I reached out to you? Maybe next time you could bring your, your partner or your wife with you? Yeah. Okay. In fact, you know what we'll do next time? How about we go to your favorite restaurant? On the way up, we'll stop at the hut. We'll have a nice old-fashioned hot dog with chili on it. And then we'll go look at the house. How's that sound? And, you know, if you're not interested with the house, it doesn't matter. I just want to present it to you and show it to you. If you don't like it, I don't like it either. And I'm not going to make you like it. Okay, is that a deal? Can we shake on that? Well, 
again, that's that's another one, right? So I, I had to zoom one on that one. But but really, again, the 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 fact that you're breaking it the way you do, and and I love what you said. You're not selling; you are consulting, and I think you're advising. Those are those are the differentiators between success in this business and sales, any type of sales actually, and 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 those people that give a bad, uh, I guess, name to sales and salesmanship. And I think even the word salesmanship is sometimes is 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 you know perceived to be negative, because salespeople are because of the ridiculous. bad actors that exactly. came before us that you know they didn't have pot to piss and they didn't have a dollar in their wallet, but it wasn't that; it was the fact that. Everybody knew they didn't have a dollar in their wallet because they acted as if they were broke. And see, that's the problem. No, but John, that's that's truly, truly true. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's again, it's just the the way they're conditioned, right? You know, people. Yes. When you when you get a, a, in a sales job, right, the first thing you know about sales is that there's a number attached to it, there's a target, there's stuff, which is pressure. And then because of pressure, you're talking about money, and a lot of businesses, it's all commission based. And so now mm-hmm. you, you're really stuck into this mill. Right? You, you want to make the money. You want to be pushy. You want to sell, sell, sell. And you're, you're selling sometimes the wrong house to the wrong people. You're not vetting the right people, the right houses. You're not matching the stuff. And your approach is all off. And that's when you get into these dilemmas. And you, you find yourself in a circle where you're not doing anything. And you're not successful. Other people next to you are doing better. And you wonder what they're doing. But what you just you know really depicted here in, 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 in a short time is the best approach to actually a client and you know first of all you didn't show them any desperation you didn't show them that you're actually like oh my god if i don't get the sale i'm gonna die you you know you show them that this is for their own interest and that's the other thing people are gonna buy because of their own interests and their own needs uh, not because you're gonna sell them something and you also opened up to know what they're really looking for because if you don't do that you're not gonna know and that's the other thing like some people like oh you want a house okay you want three bedroom four bedroom okay good i got that but that's not necessarily what they want. Everybody, I mean, every house is about three or four bedrooms, you know, whatever. The bedrooms are, are set. You can pick them up from a filter, right? But what's in it for them? How they, you know, the neighborhood, the school system, the Dale, fence, Dale, the Dale Carnegie said it best. Strive to become genuinely interested in the other person after you learn how to say their freaking name properly. <laughs> well, good luck with my name, right? <laughs> that's why we but, have you as HH. Hurricane, I can. But but you you know it's really a powerful statement there because you're right. I mean, it's all about you. I mean, when you have a prospect in front of you, you have a client. And by the way, you're talking to two sales gurus here. I mean, I I I I run sales, and I've done it for 28 years. And I think John's run divisions and companies and done it all. And so so we've done different types of sales, and uh, I've trained salespeople, thousands of them actually, I would say. And and in, in one of the common things is again is moving from that you know uh, close-ended you know type of questions to open-ended uh, you know to be able to overcome objections to even remove objections before they even happen because if you can anticipate what the objections are, you're you're free. Uh, and then you have to be able to actually understand like you don't want to take someone to a house that has nothing of what they really want but you're not going to know unless you ask the right questions and you, you've, if got, you've op- got to inventory them in a way what i tell people and this could and we'll get onto relationships in a second but i tell people that you know um whether you're on a date or whether you're doing something business related it shouldn't be a job interview like you know <laughs> and so it's like okay and and you went to school when great and you got a degree in okay great and uh, what are your plans to? This isn't a job interview. This is a date. 
Like, so, so I think that's a problem. And also on a sales thing. Uh-huh. And so what are you making the purchase? Um, like this isn't that, that's not how you do the fact finding. How you become genuinely interested is you go to the person's office and you see, uh, like I talked about on my show last night, because it was, uh, we were doing the intro to this. And there's a picture there. Now I so happen to play golf. Um, and they, and let's say, uh, picture is, um, on the desk, you're with the CEO and say, uh, Mike, oh, um, is that, is that your kid playing? Yeah, it is. Uh, he's a second year, uh, he's a sophomore actually in high school and he's playing on the, uh, varsity team. Wow. Varsity golf as a sophomore. That's an accomplishment. How's it doing? He loves it. He's actually going to be the captain of his team. And wow, that is amazing. You like golf? I said, I do. I absolutely love golf so much. And to see other people, you know, making the connection with it. But if he wasn't sure about me, what he could have done, if he didn't know I like golf, he could have said, hey, John, uh, do you like golf? Or is there any, or any other sport that makes you? See, when you ask a question and it just has an answer and there's going to be a no or you don't know what the answer is, give them an out. Like, um, okay, so at a networking event. So tell me what it is that you did for Christmas or New Year's or any other memorable holiday that you'd like to share. See how you do that? You take the alienation away because now you're giving people the choice. So in relationships, open-ended questions. Perfect example. Or let's just take a networking event. I'm at a networking event with somebody. And I say the person, um, you could say something simple, like you could say, gee, um, do you like the food? Now, that's a closed-ended question. Gee, uh, Mary, what do you think about the food? I like the chicken. Yeah, I like the chicken, too. The, 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 the Parmesan's really tender, isn't it? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about the soup? So now you can BS about that. And you don't get into business. This is just never. And now the next thing you do, after you've done that, uh, you know how to say their name and all that good stuff. And it could be something they're wearing, but it has to be genuine. And so now you've talked about that. And you say, um, are you, uh, um, you know, uh, are, are you, how close are you to uh, to the restaurant? Oh, I'm only 30 minutes. Oh, really? What, what town are you in, if I may ask? Uh, I'm in such and such. Really? I had a, I had a friend that, that lived here. I'm just curious, what what got you to 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 uh, to buy a house there? Uh, is that where your parents lived, or something attracted you there? Well, um, I was actually getting a job, and I got it close to where I was supposed to be, you know, uh, ahead of the company. But later, what wound up happening is the company closed. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be. But I found another company, and so that's what drew me to Glen Rock or whatever the air like. Wow, that's amazing. So now you're going into that thing and you say, gee, um, and so you're at that company. Well, that's great. And may I ask you, how do you, uh, how do you like what you do there? Uh, I love it. Now, if they say to you, oh, Joe, now, if you're not sure if they like their job. Um, so can I ask you, um, what is it, you know, that you really are passionate about in life besides your family? Oh, oh that's John. deep. Forget about well, yeah, <laughs> I'd I have to say it's got to be my career. Your career, really. Um, I'm just curious what, what 
type of career are you in or is there a career that you're trying to move into? Well, I'm in, um, I'm in accounting right now, but to be truthful, I uh, actually am going back to school because I want to be a doctor. Really? Yeah, I, I want to help people for a living. I want to be a pediatrician doctor. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, but you could do it. You definitely could do it. Put the time in, the commitment, the sacrifice, definitely be worth it. So now you're stroking their ego so much. And uh, yeah, I work at XYZ right now. I'm the purchasing manager. You are? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And and how do you feel um, you help everyone in that job? I love it because I've saved the company so much money. You're really good at what you do if you could do that. There's a lot of people in the industry. They just try to push things on you, right? Yeah, that's the problem with so many people. You know, they they meet me and then, you know, they suddenly want to sell me something. I know. Um, and, and that's terrible. So now you're feeling like you don't want to even go anywhere there. And so you're talking a little bit and uh, saying, look, uh, well, listen, it was great talking with you. And I'm just wondering, you know, maybe could we have a cup of coffee and maybe discuss this further? Yeah, sure. But listen, John, before you go, um, what is it you do? Well, I do a lot of things. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Oh, what does that mean? Well, I'm not wanted in any states. Um, but to be short, I, I'm an engineer. I own a tech company, I own a marketing company, I own a food company. And I help companies that want to find a way to do those things in their business without breaking the bank. Wow. I'd like to learn more. Well, great. Listen, I want to meet a few other people in the room, but here's my card. Why? Uh, was it okay if I share my card with you? Would that be okay? Yeah. Can we exchange cards? Sure. I got permission. Great. Um, Maybe we should, can we connect during the week? Maybe we can have a cup of coffee and talk about it further, learn more about your job, learn more about the things I do. That'd be great. I'd like that. Now that person doesn't see you as a salesperson. Now don't blow it. When you go, they don't say, well, gee, I have this, I have that. I had a guy the other day, very well off gentleman, and um, I was there and uh, he needed a new computer. So I said to him, I said, look, I said, uh, you know, to be honest, sir, it's not going to even make sense to, to spend time fixing this because it doesn't have the latest technology. You can't go to Windows 11. It, it's just going to be a mess. Well, what do you recommend? Well, you know, when you're ready, um, you know, we can talk about, you know, getting you into something that will grow with you. How's that sound? That sounds great. Well, why don't we get started now? Okay. Uh, then he goes, well, they're probably a lot of money. I said, well, you know, money's relative. It just depends on what you choose. So I just want to ask you, what is it you're looking to do with this computer? I mean, what do you and your wife do with it every day? Oh, well, we try to surf. Oh, okay. And how's that working for you? It's slow. Well, I can imagine that. Your computer's 15 years old. Mm. But, you know, we don't have a clue about what we're doing. You know, most people, most of my clients actually – didn't even have to turn on a computer before I started working. Really? Yeah, I work with people at all different levels. CEOs, people that don't touch a computer, people that are 90 years old. I just want them to feel comfortable, not just with what we offer them, but in the presence of myself or my team so that they see us as trusted advisors, people they can call on when they have a question. Oh, you see, and one thing I want to share with you guys, I know we're almost out of time. High-end people, people that make lots of money, everyone thinks you get them by advertising. You don't. You don't. The way you get high-profile people to do business with you, you build that rapport, and the way you get them to get into other people is you get them to refer you. But 
you don't say, hey, can you affirm me? After you've helped them out, you could do something really nice for them. Like you finish something else, say, hey, I brought a pizza over. Oh, John, you know, this was really nice of you. No problem. Listen, is there anything we can do for you? You, you know, I appreciate your business. Well, there got to be something we can do for you. Do you have any friends or family that have any tech challenges? If you do, would you mind telling them about me? And yeah, sure. So how did I do that? I had a rapport with you. I do it with cookies for the holidays. I go over to the people's house. I say, hey, brought your stolen, which by the way is paid for. It's a German stolen. It's it's from years and years ago. It's a tradition. And I ever say, you brought me cookies? I did. They're homemade. Chocolate chip, peanut butter, spritz, and peanut butter blossom. Well, that is so nice of you. You're a great person. Thank you. It's, it's always a pleasure to work with people that value the services I bring to them. Listen, um, you know, we really should talk after the holiday because uh, we've got a whole family that's a mess. And they can't even find their way out of a paper bag to get to a computer, let alone check an email. Yeah. Reach out to me after the holidays. Very soft, very bristling. Let them come to you. We'll have to do the relationship next time because we're almost out of time. But I think what we've pounded in here tonight is that when you choose to go with honey, right, you get more with honey than you do with vinegar because honey is softer. It's gentler. And when you come off with a bristled enthusiasm that I care about you, but you don't shove it down their throat. If somebody doesn't take the candy you offer them, no problem. Listen, I hope you like the chocolates and I hope you like the cake. And I just want you to have a great holiday and a happy new year. And if we ever need anything, reach out to me. Okay. Yeah, sure. Great. And now they feel compelled, like they have to come back to you. <laughs> well, I mean, we come into the, to the end of the show, but but really, there's so much on on, on this last part. Uh, one thing that you've you've covered also well here is the idea of the building the report and and not going for the kill. You know, you got to take the time to get to know your clients. Doesn't matter, clients or potential prospects or potential, you know, partners. Doesn't matter. You get to meet them. You get to schmooze them. You get to work with them and have a discussion. And you know, it's all open-ended. You know, it's not like you know, uh, one, two, three, and it's over. It's it's like a discussion. It's it's really understanding what you're in and who you're with to be able to assist them better. And that, that is the biggest thing that sometimes, to your point, especially novice people, you know, salespeople, they come in and they just want to sell because they have a target and I, I just need to close. And a so, quota. And a quota, exactly. So I look at you, I'm looking at you like, I just want to be quickly talking to you about, can you buy, can you buy, can you buy? Well, uh, you know, that's the wrong approach, unfortunately. And uh, uh, believe me, if you've done sales long enough, you will know that it's not always going to give you the best results. The other way around will do more. And Those are the short-term salespeople that are going to quit and burn out. That's, That's why right. your salespeople that are in the car industry, I'm on my eighth salesperson because they don't get it. They just don't get it. But you know, one thing interesting, HH, everybody thinks that if you're in rapport with somebody, that you got a great relationship. That's not necessarily true. Correct. When you're in rapport with someone, 
I could be in rapport with you, but we could be angry with each other. Rapport just means we have a connection with each other, but it might not be the connection that you want. So what I like to say is you need to build charisma. Love it. That's powerful. But you're right. You know, it's it's that trust factor. It's that charisma. It's that that relationship that they, they can trust you. They can feel right about you. They can, And they know you're not bullshitting them. They know that if it's not going to, you're not, if you, if you can get a deal, obviously you're going to get a deal, but you're also will be more than open that it may not be the right case. But what happens here, you mentioned something also just as powerful, the idea that they might be able to get you some other folks that may be interested even if you lose them or they're not you know going to be the ones purchasing but they will know someone else that would be purchasing or at least using your services so again don't close your horizon you know by just going for one you know a quick fix and i think that's the problem people go for the quick fix i just want to get a deal and that's it but they don't see the big picture they're just now reminded not a cool thing they're not, not seeing the long term yep and they're not yep. seeing where things are going in their life that's it well, that listen, this 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 show took a whole spin, and we became a, a whole sales training right now. <laughs> but again, this is what you get with double impact. You never know what you get. <laughs> you, you know, never, never know. Yeah. All right. Well, so uh, all right. Well, we're to the we end are double impact. John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, and Hurricane H, and together we make up once again double impact. Double yeah. impact. And if you want to make the changes in your life that are going to get people to look at you like, what happened? It's like a complete like 180. You need to make the choice now before 2023 that I'm going to do what it takes. And I don't care what crap I get from anyone because you owe that to yourself. Yes, sir. Well, this is our last broadcast for the year, correct? Am I wrong? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's right. We're get, we're getting we're getting into. I think we're getting into Christmas territory, right? So that it wouldn't we wouldn't broadcast on the day after Christmas, probably. So, yeah, we won't be here till next year. That's right. That's right. So, so this is the time where you make your pledges and make your uh, whatever it is that you need to change, and uh, just a new year is up upon us. And you know what? Uh, hopefully, uh, full of good success, prosperity, happiness, health, you name it, but also making the right changes, uh, you know, to build on that. So, uh, but, uh, and, if, and if you're looking for ways to, um, to harness that, uh, you can attend one of my first master classes online. It's uh, jcmacademy.eventbrite.com every Thursday from one o'clock to two o'clock. I give you live inspiration with an audience. Uh, so, it's about doing, it's about practicing. And that's why I've put JCM Academy on the map so that we can get you off your chair, but to do the practice. Most people want to do it, but it's like going to the gym. They want somebody to hold their hand while they lift the weights. And that's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to hold your hand while we condition you to live and, a life of success. And you know what? Believe and achieve. That's, that's and you the motto. That's right. All right. Well, Believemeachieve.com. Check out all my great content. And I have to warn you, your life will change. Are you ready for the new you? I am. We will see you guys <laughs> we'll see you next year. year, January 2nd. Happy, healthy New Year. Happy, prosperous. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Kwanzaa. Um, 
Hanukkah, and all those salutations for the other holidays, Feliz Navidad, and any kind of greetings for the holidays uh, that you and your families with. But I'm going to leave you with this, and that is make the choice for your holidays, whatever they are. Take time. Be grateful. Unplug from technology. Plug into your family and enjoy the magic of your family and friends. Well, folks, have a happy holiday season, whatever's left of it, the new year. Enjoy your life, enjoy everything, and we'll be talking soon. New year. Drive safely, everyone. Drive safely. No road rage. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.